Today's show is pre-recorded. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Okay, here we go. Today, folks, uh, this is a good one. Because uh, today, I want to share with you something that that affects every living soul. And that one thing is your attitude. This affects everyone. It is your attitude. You know, I don't know if anyone's ever told you, but I mean, many of you who listen know this, but there are a lot of people who don't understand. A positive attitude can bring about a change. A positive attitude can bring about a change. Well, now, here we go with the naysayers. Well, Steve, what you mean if I'm just positive being changed? My mama gone. What me being positive got to do with that? Okay, now listen to me carefully. A positive attitude can bring about change. Well, okay, Steve, I hear you saying that, but they done fired me. So now what does my having a positive attitude have to do with the fact that they fired me? Well, one more time. A positive attitude can bring about change. Well, Steve, I sat up in here and gave eight, nine, 12 years of my life to this man, and he just, he cheated on me and walked out. Now, what does me being positive have to do with him cheating on me? How that's going to change that? Okay, here we go again. A positive attitude can bring about change. Now, listen to the whole thing. The positive attitude and the change that can happen starts 
it, this is the start. It starts within you. See, life is 10% what happens. It's 90% what you do about what happens. Okay, you gave 12 years of your life to this man. He cheated and left you holding the bag, the kids and everything. Now, what does being positive have to do with changing that? Or they came in and they fired you. You lost your job that you was a stellar performer at. But now how does you having a positive attitude, how does that change things for you? So far, we can use any example. Here's what happens. When you have a positive attitude, what it produces within you is a positive approach to life. And when you have a positive attitude and a positive approach to life, it causes you to be optimistic, to have a positive outlook, to expect things to eventually turn around and, 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 and turn into a positive. That's very important because as the law of attraction comes into play, if you think positive thoughts, you attract positive things. If you think evil thoughts, you attract evil to you. You know, if if you want for nothing, then nothing comes your way. If, if you want for positive attitude, if you want for positive results, if you want for a great outcome, that's what you attract to you. The change will begin within you. So let's take the man that walked out your life and left you holding the bag. Here's a positive attitude. Okay, two things have happened that's positive here. Number one, you've ridded yourself of someone who was obviously going to be, if not already, been toxic in your life. Caused you many restless nights, a lot of uh, uncomfortable feelings, an uneasiness, not sure, insecurity. You've been going through it with this person, whoever they are. Number one, that person has been released from your life. Number two, it allows you now to have the someone who will treat you just the way you want to be treated. That's the positive outlook. That's the optimistic way. That's when you're a positive person, you see the positive in things that happen to you instead of burying yourself under the what's wrong with it, or oh, woe is me now concept. See, a positive attitude, when they came in there and they fired you and let you go, could this not have been just the opening you needed to finally start on a new career path that you've been talking about doing anyway? Could it possibly be a brand new chance for you to get the dream job or dream career of your choice? Could it not possibly be the perfect opportunity now for you to finally, finally do something about that gift, about that talent that God gave you, that thing that you love to do? Could it not be the perfect time for you to pursue that? But if you don't have a positive attitude, then you lay there. Oh, they finna come get my house. Oh, what I'm gonna do now. Oh, this unemployment ain't enough. Oh, Lord, when this unemployment run out, what am I gonna do then? I won't have nothing. And you, oh, woe is me until you become, oh, woe is me. But if you take it from the positive approach, some amazing things can happen in your life. I would tell you on a personal note that some of the most, some of the best changes some of the biggest moments in my life came after a loss. So I don't want to go down the list, but boy, I could tell you, let me, hey, let me tell you something. When they didn't want me on the radio anymore in LA, when they didn't, when they, when they were sick of the way I did radio out there, and they wanted me gone, 
And on May 23rd, 2005, when my deal when 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 my deal was done with uh the beat out in LA, okay, look what happened though. Yeah, I was gone in May, but in September 19th, I started the Steve Harvey radio network with four cities. You see, but I didn't go, oh woe is me. I said, Oh, okay. God must have something else for me then. Because if he didn't remove me from this, there must be something else. Same thing can happen when you lose uh, and, you, and, you, and you break up in a relationship. Same thing can happen to you. You never know the one God got for you. Now, here you go. Here you go again. Now you get put into a situation where somebody treats you just the way you want to be treated, provides you with a whole lot of aspects of your life you knew nothing about prior to that. But you got to stay positive. If you stay positive, that positive attitude, that optimistic outlook, that, that, that always thinking, God got me no matter what happened to me. Some amazing things is going can, will happen in your life. It's a fact. I don't know how it works that way. I just know that's what it is. Positive attitude is everything, y'all. So get off the old woe is me negativity train because it ain't going to take you nowhere but down. And get, get your outlook up. If you change your attitude, you change your altitude. Altitude is determined by your attitude. How high you go, how big you become, how far you go, it all depends on how you think. It all depends on what type of attitude you got. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no very, very successful, super negative people. It, it just doesn't coincide that way. If you see that, something happened to them along the way. And don't worry, you ain't got to worry about it because you ain't going to see them long. Because you can't stay up there like that. It's just too hard. All right? That's the conversation. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I am about to start the morning show. It's not a normal show. It's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. What makes it abnormal are the components. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Junior Keel Spates, and Nephew Tommy. That's what makes it different than any other show. You know why? Because ain't no other show got these people on it. Period. Now, what? Drop that mic. Bet. Facts. Now that we got that out of the way, welcome to the most abnormal, special, incredible morning show ever invented by mankind. We is it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shockingly, the bougie one on the show, Shirley Strawberry. Anyway, uh, good morning, Steve. Good morning. <laughs> the continuous hood element of the show, Carla Pharrell. Keep it 100. Good morning. <laughs> the young, upcoming, future king of comedy, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kill Spates. Thank you, Uncle. Morning, everybody. Morning, family. The reigning king of pranks, nephew Tommy. Top, 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 top. And Lord, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> one and only. And I easily, you know, people say, why you call yourself the one and only? Because I am the one, and I am the only one that was made and created by God this particular way. I'm truly the one and only. Now, if you want to put yourself in a, a class or a group, 
Go ahead. I ain't got a problem with that. I am <laughs> uniquely <Not> I am. <laughs> made by him. And I accept that gladly and lay claim to being the one and only Steve Harvey. Ain't no doubt about it. You are too. See, all of us are the one and only. Over six, eight billion. How many people are on earth right now? Ooh. What's the number? Is it eight billion? Or six it's eight? a billion. Eight billion. Eight billion. That sounds good. And how many people you think then died? Who? Oh, that's since the beginning of. Since Adam began. Since we started. Since we got here. Oh, yeah, them probably billions too. Billions. <laughs> Yeah. Out of all the billions of people to tell you how special you are, do you realize that none of us, this is how cold God is, none of us have the exact same fingerprint. How That's doing? right. That's, That's so why cool. you should never compare yourself to anyone. That's never. why, man, I am uniquely mm-hmm. made and I am the one and only. Please understand, I lay claim to it. Been saying it for years. My wife on her Instagram says, the wife of the one and only. She know. <laughs> What? What? I am the wife of. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are, girl. <laughs> You're about right, Steve. It says it's about seven, five billion people uh, in the world. Yeah. That's a and lot. now you count them and the ones that died, and nobody's had the same fingerprint. You ain't like nobody else. I've been knew that. Go ahead, Shirley. All right, coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it's time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one is from Jewel in Macon, Georgia. Jewel writes, I'm in my mid-50s, and I'm dating a guy that is my age. He's a hardworking, professional man, but I have a big issue with his grooming. We've been together one month, and on a few occasions, I've seen him bite his nails and spit them across the room. I asked if he needed a nail clipper, and he told me he has one that he only uses for his toenails. Well, that couldn't be true because his toenails are long as heck. Uh, Dating after divorce is so hard, and I compare uh, men to my well-groomed ex. Am I being overly critical? Well, let's look at this. Your well-groomed ex didn't want you no more. See, you have to realize whose ever fault the divorce was at one point in time, everybody got signed the paper. So there's a particular moment where neither either one of you want each other. So now you keep comparing yourself to somebody that don't want you. Now here's the problem with dating. Everybody's gonna be different than somebody else. Everybody. He has a habit of biting his nails. Ew. And his toenails is long. We gotta do something about that. Now, you can work on that. He ain't had nobody working on it. Just say, hey, look, it really disgusts me when you bite your nails and spit them across the room. And it really disgusts me that you got claws on your feet. Now, I'm going to help you because obviously no one else has taken the time to love you that way. Mm And because you're professional and and, and make a lot of money and you're doing real well in life, anybody said nothing. But I'm going to help you. Can I help you? Most men will accept the help. Before you cut me with that. But but first of all, compliment him on what he is before you take him down with what he ain't. 
Yeah. Okay. You got nice that's, knees, yeah. nice that's shoulders. All, girl, I nice love you. You are special. You're something else. You really do. Ooh, you make money. Some. Give okay. him something to fight you. Ease handsome. him into it. Ease something. him into yeah. it. Then he go uh-huh. to get that pedicure. Uh-huh. Yeah, but what? you got two now things I would want. I would wonder if you would just consider for me. Yeah. That's good. Spitting your nails across the room. Because I don't want nobody talking about my man because he got a habit of chewing his nails and spitting across the room. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. If they're it's going to be hard too. for him to stop. Because you, you can't get your foot in your mouth no more. Amazing. Uh-huh. They're in their 50s. Like a baby. Uh-huh. To tell him Last that. time you had your foot in your mouth, you was a baby, Tommy. You was poor. <laughs> All right, moving on. Wanda in Jacksonville says, my coworker and I used to be real cool, so she was invited to an NFL game with her new boyfriend. I let her borrow one of my designer purses. She brought it back uh, to me at work, and it was full of trash and change, and there was a sticky film all on it. She said she got tipsy and spilled a cup of bourbon on the purse and inside of it. Uh, I asked her to get my purse professionally clean so the leather won't be ruined. She refused to and left it on my desk. Hmm. How can I force her to clean my purse? Oh, no, no, no. You can't force her to clean your purse. But two things is going to happen. These are the two things that should happen after this. Number one... I never loan my stuff out to no damn body. That's all about okay, how much you like it. That that's number one. I'm not loaning you nothing else. And then number two, we not friends no more. Nah. Because friends don't treat friends that way. So them the two things you out of. I number one, you learned a lesson. Don't ever loan your stuff. I let you use a, a designer bag. What? Is that is that normal? Is that what women do? Do they do that? I mean, no. I don't know. I mean, it happens. No. I I. I give mine away. Like, I've given my designer yeah. bags away to yeah. like family members yeah. and friends. All you right, can have rich it. Girl. All right, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just but saying. You know, I didn't, no, no. I've See, y'all known. always say I had a little rich ass moments. Well, where did a little comment <laughs> at from this here? No. <laughs> giving away designer bags. Ain't nobody want to say nothing about that. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's not a shocking. I, I'm not on the same level as you. Yeah, be quiet. Right, we, we talking about whatever <laughs> level you on. You're reaching, <laughs> Steve. You're reaching. Don't let me interject in here. Don't let me do it. I'm telling interject. You interject. What do you want to say? Okay. Uh, you know I, it, it, say. It, him and God is like tight. I ain't they lying. boys. <laughs> oh, my God. I ain't lying to you. <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> ain't no doubt right. he getting in the gate her time. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. So he clean your God gonna be in there. That's Steve. Oh, everybody move out of the way. Come on in, boy. Come on I don't, don't want no trouble, though. I really don't want no trouble. Please, Lord, not at the gate. All right, so yeah. clean your own leather bag, ma'am. That's what he's saying. All yeah, right, Clean Dorsha. your own leather bag. Don't ever loan your stuff out again and lose her. That's right. Dorsha in Philly says, in 2019, I married a great man and he moved in with me. He sold his house and he promised to use the money for our honeymoon. The pandemic shut down our plans for a year, but I feel like it's safe to travel now. My husband said he'd rather save the money for a rainy day. I told him either we are booking a trip or he needs to put the money in our joint savings account. He said it was his money, not ours. He's living in my house. So I told him that everything is ours to share. Is this a sign that he's not all in? Mm. Mm. Well, it's not a sign that he's not all in. It's a sign that you all didn't discuss an important thing about marriage, which is finance. 
and and how you all should make moves like this. I'm assuming that you are, how old are they? They didn't say, they but didn't I'm assuming say, you're up in age because if he owns a house and you own a house, that means y'all took the time out to invest in yourselves down the line. Does it mean that he's not all in? No, it just simply means he doesn't understand what marriage is all about. He promised he would use the money for their honeymoon. But then the pandemic shut that down, mm-hmm. and now he wants to save it for a rainy day, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But the statement of it ain't your money, it's my money. Exactly. Because at the time, it was his house before he met you. Yeah, and now they're so he's living having in a, her house. Yeah, so, but now, did, does he know that that's your house? Or he does he understand yeah. that it's our house? Because if he thinks it's our house, then he must know that that's our money. Yeah. You're going to yeah. have to sit down and have a conversation yeah. with him. Yeah. A right. pastor could help him understand it better. Maybe y'all should go to Counselor. the pastor oh. yeah. that's to right, Steve. it's a dispute. Thank you, CLO. Coming up next, the nephew and run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in trending headlines and entertainment news, Kim Kardashian's lawyer has denied the existence of an unreleased second sex tape. Okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna get into it. You heard me. We're gonna get into it. Who got the tape? I don't give a damn. Yeah, right, Steve. (laughs) But uh, don't. You don't. (laughs) What? Also, Chris Rock has COVID. Um, wow. We'll talk about that as well. All of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, you hear him. The nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? Can I have your kidney? Come on now. Just loan wow. me till I get no. on my feet. Loan me a kidney till I get on my feet. Let's go, Kendo. Hello. Uh, hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Brother Conley. This is Conley. Uh, how you doing, bro? This is Deacon Patterson calling from the church. How you doing today? Uh, Deacon Patterson? Yeah. Just doing fine. And yourself, sir? I'm doing good. Doing good. You know, the church is behind you on what you're going through, and we, we praying for you, man. We know all about the, you know, you going uh, into surgery on Friday to get your to get your pancreas removed. So I wanted to give you a call, man, have a word of prayer, and let you know that we all are, are pulling for you, and we know that, that the man upstairs is going to pull you through this successful. Well, God bless and keep you, uh, there, Deacon. God bless and keep you, because I tell you, I'm going through something here. Me and my wife, we've been talking about it, and uh, we've been praying on it, and it sure is a wonderful thing to, to know that your church is with you and y'all thinking about me in prayer. I've, I've, I've really had to take this, this to the Lord. I, this is a serious thing with me, and uh, I ain't never had an operation before in my life, and right, I right. know I need it. My wife have made it clear, the doctor have made it clear, and I believe I'm ready to go forward, Deacon. Was that Deacon Patterson? Yes, yes, that's right, Deacon uh-huh. Patterson. Uh, I haven't, I haven't been, I've been in church probably about, about, uh, probably about eight months now. You pretty much been out most of the time. Yes, sir. I have been out of you. Yes, yeah. I have. So I, 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 I've seen you a couple of times, but I wanted to call and, 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 and put a word in for you and let him, you know, let you know that we're all praying for you at the church. Praise the Lord. Can't Praise wait for you to Lord. get back, and, and we know after Friday it's going to definitely be a great success. Yes, sir. And we're going to give the victory to who the victory, the victory is. Victory to the Lord. Yes, sir. He's, he's uh, the victory. He's yes, the victory. Yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me have a word of prayer with you, Brother Conley, if you don't mind. Uh, just bow your head for me. Father God, we ask right now. We ask yes, right now that you touch Brother Conley as he goes in on Friday. Please, Lord. Put your hands on him. We ask, Father, that you hold on to the doctor that's getting ready to go and put surgery on him. Yes. We ask that you make sure that the doctor 
has got a, a strong eye hmm. on that morning. Walk with him. We ask that, that, that he got a steady hand when he got the scalpel in his hand. We ask that you hold on to him. Please. As yes. he goes into a surgery, because we know come Saturday morning, <laughs> the victory going to belong to Brother Conley and the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We know all of this, but we, we, we ask that you take that pancreas and you remove it out successfully. Please. Close him back up like it was never been entered in before. Walk with me, Jesus. That's what we ask, and we ask you, Lord, at the same time yes. that they're removing this pancreas, Lord. We ask that you reach around his backside, and we ask that you touch his kidney, Lord. Touch his kidney and make it whole. Make it 110%. We want you to make that, that kidney like it's been the best kidney Excuse ever me, known. Deacon. Deacon. That's Deacon. Deacon Woo, Pat, Deacon Patterson. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, sir. I ain't, they, no, sir. There, there's nothing wrong with my kidney, Deacon. I'm doing, I'm doing fine. The Lord has, Lord has been made it. Well, he's going to work on my pancreas. That's what the doctor's operating on. They done uh -oh. prepped me for it, and that's what they plan to remove. So uh, really? they, my kidney is fine. They did what they called one of them MRIs, and everything else is fine. They ain't working on nothing but my pancreas, sir. Right, right, right. Well, well let, 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 me, let me say, I'm glad you brought that up. This, this, this wasn't the reason why I called you. Uh, what I want to ask you, and I know, we, we, you know we've never met, what I was going to ask you was, yeah. Is, is, and, and I know this is, I hate to come at you in the final hour when you're getting ready to go have surgery and all that, but if you don't mind, if, when they go in on Friday morning and and remove that pancreas out, do do you think that that that, that they could go in and, and get one of your kidneys? Because I need one. Hold, hold on just a minute, Deacon. What did you say? Uh, what what you say? See, 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 what it is? See, I've been going through myself with a, a little ailment. And, and and I'm wondering if, if if I need a kidney, and I'm wondering if you can give me one of yours when they go in to get your pancreas. They're going to already have you open. Did you say you wanted them to take one of my kidneys? Yeah, and give it to me because I need one. You need a kidney? Yeah. But what, 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 I mean, you already going to be laying there open. Wait a minute, mister. You need a kidney? I need help with my pancreas. You going to call me with some like that, man? This ain't no work of the Lord. Now, you say, are you a deacon? Yeah, yeah, uh, 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 like I said, Deacon Patterson, my name. But see, what I'm asking you is, uh, what, what no, you harm ain't asking is it? me, man. Bro Brother Conley, what harm is it if you already open and laying on the table? Oh, you ain't heard a thing I said, have you? I said, I'll be, man, you crazy as hell. Now, what I'm going to have to do, I'm going to need to call the pastor. Because, see, there's some going on here. You say you knew, you man a knew, mister. Matter of fact, you too to know who you're talking to. What, what, what I'm saying is, you have two, two like you said, you say they did the MRI. And you're I don't give a what I said they did, man. I got two kidneys, you got two. One of yours bad, that's your problem, mister. Let me tell you something. I'm trying to get well, and you calling with this you say you a new deacon. You your ears, and you won't be at that church long. I tell you that, because if I ever get close to your we got some reckoning to do. What is it gonna hurt for you to give me one of them kidneys if both them if both them kidneys is good? It ain't gonna hurt them thing cause you ain't getting my kidney, man. It ain't gonna hurt. What what is wrong with you? Say man, all I'm saying is if you're gonna be open and laying on the table, what is it gonna hurt for I you to give me one? Oh, now you're gonna tell me I'm open and laying on the table. What kind of a prayer are you in charge of, mister? Let me tell you something. Obviously I need to meet you before I get to the hospital. And maybe I can help take out that Kidney of yours, I can tell you that. We it out. You won't feel a thing. How about that? There's too many games going on in the church today. I'll be you gonna call and talk me out of one of my kidneys, man. I'm trying to live just like you trying to.
Let the Lord take care of me, because what you're talking about ain't got a thing to do with Jesus. You can kiss my and get off my phone. That's what you can do. Can I say one more thing to you? What? Is you listening to me? Man, I done listened to you, and you ain't talking about nothing. That's got nothing to do with what's going on with me, mister. You running a game? If I could get to you, I'd put land in your But can I just say one more thing, and then I'm going to let you go. Is you listening? For what? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your daughter. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That girl, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, <laughs> you all right? Please forgive me. Lord, have mercy. I, woo. Y'all, I'm going to have to. Lord, have mercy. My heart is palpating here. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. <laughs> Brother Conley, I got to ask you one more thing, man. What is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Are you taking right a bow here. right now? Wow, I'm taking a bow right now. You know, that right there. That's my daddy's favorite right there. Can I have your kidney, baby boy? Uh, West Palm, this week, man, it's going down. Friday and Saturday, the nephew's in town at the Improv, West Palm Beach. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. And uh, Stupid is coming, so uh, I'm ready. I hope y'all ready, and uh, we're going to do this thing together. Put your, put your mask on and come get it. I got it for you. All right. Thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Comedian Chris Rock has COVID, and uh, he's urging people to get the vaccine. Chris tweeted, trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated. Uh, Rock reportedly has been vaccinated. Uh, In May, he told Jimmy Fallon, you know, (laughs) I skipped the line. I didn't care. I used my celebrity, Jimmy. I was like, step aside, Betty White. Step aside, old people. I did Pootie Tang. Let me in front of the line. <laughs> He's so stupid. That's funny, right? Timmy Tang. Timmy Tang. Timmy Tang. Wow. Well, he got the yeah. vaccination, and mm-hmm. he's saying so many people are getting COVID that got the vaccination, got vac- but they're vac- saying vaccinated. if they didn't get vaccinated, Helps. they'd be right. really sick. Yeah. Right. Really That's right. sick. But a lot of people, like, I know a lot of people that got the vaccination that contracted it and are asymptomatic. Yes. I can attest to my in-laws who are in their 80s got COVID after vaccinated and neither one of them went to the hospital. And to this day, my father-in-law say, Mm -hmm. I I ain't had COVID. Quit quit telling me that. (laughs) You know, he old. Because he didn't feel sick. Because he Uh didn't feel nothing. So he wants you to quit telling him he had COVID. He test positive twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I ain't got it though. He that's yeah. what he hung on to. And that yeah. was it. And, so and that's the way you want to be. Your symptoms won't be as severe. So get yeah. the vaccination. Get that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's the way um, you want to be. Not get sick. They say you got something, but you don't feel sick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. In other entertainment news, if what WAC 100 says is true, there's another sex tape out there featuring Kim Kardashian and Ray J. WAC 100 is, uh, in case you're Ooh. wondering who that is, I know we all are. <laughs> That's Ray J's former manager. And according to him, uh, the one he has, which hasn't been seen before, is longer and more graphic than the first tape. Okay? Oh, Ray J has already responded. He says he is not pleased. 
He says, this ain't cool. Um, I, I've been staying off the radar, just staying focused and being humbled and, th- and thankful for all the blessings I'm receiving. He says, how can I show off growth and maturity if this kind of stuff keeps happening? I'm a father on, now, man. and my job, yeah, is to be a great parent and put them first. This is not the message I want to send out. Shaking my head. Oh, you know? Come on, man. I agree. Great thing. Great thing. Be, I mean, quiet, you know man. what? Really, man. Seriously. I mean, Ray J, right on, spot on message to send. Yeah, Manager yeah. need to go sit his nobody ass down somewhere. Yeah. And Former, leave the girl man. alone, man. Damn, you done done enough. You know, people always... It's, I got more dirt. I got more. Man, man, fix your raggedy ass life. Yeah, and her lawyer is saying it's false. It is not true. Uh, His name is Marty Singer. He said this in a statement on her behalf, that it is unfortunate that people make these statements and try to get their 15 minutes of fame. Ain't that the truth? Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. All facts. I get Mm -hmm. so sick of people, man, trying to bring down another person. Yeah. Blowing out my candle Ain't gonna make yours brighter. Man, mm-hmm. go sit that, show. Please. Go back to wherever you were. Didn't nobody know your ass before this story. Mm-hmm. You not finna be the dude cause of this story. You're not. I totally agree, Shane. And whack. But I need, but I need to see it though. <laughs> but um I like what Ray J said. I really do. You know Ray J was on point. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how yeah. you grow up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know I ain't he mad. Two daughters. He has right. two daughters. And a treat women right. how you want women. To, mm. People that's to treat right. your daughters. That's you're right. Women in your that's life. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Very mature statement. I Very like that one a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I did see one. I ain't know. I mean, why wouldn't I want to see two? I mean, I saw. I never. Saw, but can I tell you something, man? <laughs> I never saw the tape. I, I guess oh, I'm, I'm different like that. I don't. I don't have no desire. To watch somebody else have his sex. For what? Really? really? No, doc, I'm not in here. <laughs> nephew. <laughs> you hear your nephew. I hear you. Really? We just so we so different. Say that again. Say that again, Tommy. We what? We so different. Me and thank, you. Just, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So what, I mean, but you, you know, I mean, why, why would I want to see two? I saw Fast and Furious one through ninety. I saw all uh-huh. them. I saw Ruth. Ruth. I saw you Ruth. See the sequels. Two. Are you built for sequels? Then? I, saw, I, saw I said, Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> I said, I don't Stupid. care to watch two other people having sex. That's never been my but, thing. But, but, but have you tried it though? <laughs> I, boy, Tommy, this is how I know what I don't like. Oh, you done done everything. <laughs> this is oh. how I know oh, what I don't like. Nothing for you. Okay. Oh, okay. it ain't like I ain't seen two people having. Okay. I done oh. walked in rooms on it. <laughs> Not I walked seen in. It. You walked in. <laughs> oh, I was in college. <laughs> oh, oh, in college. I was in college. I was oh, in a yeah. closet one time. Uh-huh. You know, I've done, dog, I'm college, dog. Hey, man, they had porno night at Kent State. Well, you stop. <laughs> oh, no, dog, dog, listen to me, dog. This was the 70s. What, Tommy? <laughs> In the dormitory, they had porno night. They would show porno films. What? In the in the in the auxiliary room at the college. This, this was crazy. the seventies. 
You don't understand. Steve, the seventh stop. You got a lot of parents. Look at Tommy's face, though. Call their kids <laughs> at college right I'm, now. I'm, I'm over here like, we missed that? that? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Why do y'all need porn on night? Y'all got the internet. See, <laughs> you got to understand something. That was major at Kent State. Look, man. They brought, and, and it was on a projector. A projector? Right. We a projector wrap this on up. a reel. Wasn't no CDs. <laughs> Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Boxing legend Manny Pacquiao is gearing up for another fight, this time to be president of the Philippines. The Filipino boxing icon accepted his party's nomination to be their presidential candidate at a boxing political convention on September 19th. Pacquiao, who is 42, is currently a Philippine senator, so he has political experience. And uh, it is being rumored that... uh, he was being rumored to retire after losing a bout to uh, your Dennis Yugas in August. Uh, Pacquiao released a statement saying, I'm a fighter and I will always be a fighter inside and outside of the ring. Pacquiao said at Sunday's party event, all my life, I haven't backed down from any fight. Nothing if is impossible if it's ordained by God. Don't you love that? I do. I'm telling you right now. He's the next president of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been there before. They love I'm telling there. you right now. What? Listen <laughs> to me. This is the order of the Philippines. It is the president slash king. It is Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. It's Miss Universe. Oh. And it's Steve Harvey. That's <laughs> the rest of it. That's the order? I kid you not. You're fourth? That's, That's the fourth, I'm fourth right. in the Philippines. Yeah. You, listen to me. I can't go nowhere overseas. Uh-huh. And anybody from the Philippines see me, mm-hmm. discounts, seats in the front, mm-hmm. anything. Wow. Oh, I'm telling you, man. That When I went out there and gave that crown back to that girl right there, mm-hmm. because you don't understand, it's the president... It's Manny Pacquiao, then it's Miss Universe. That's the pecking order in the Philippines of importance. Then you. And then Steve Harvey. Ask him. (laughs) Well, Junior was over there with you, right, Junior? Yeah, I saw it. You You saw it, Junior? Oh, my God. I'm talking about he got armed caravans taking him around. In the Philippines? (laughs) Steve got an armed caravan. (laughs) Well, number four, yeah, that's really cool, Steve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so you're saying, without a doubt, he'll be the next president of the Philippines? There's no doubt. It, mm-hmm. There's no one more popular than this man in the Philippines. Nobody. And he's a good guy. Wow. Yeah. There's no way he can get beat. Well, he said nothing is impossible if it's ordained by God. He said Don't that. Get it. Mm-hmm. He knows it. Only person mm-hmm. could run against him in the Philippines is Donald Trump, and then he'll say that the election was rigged. <laughs> <laughs> the big lie. <laughs> the loser that is. <laughs> wow. Well, go wow. for Pacquiao. Okay, yeah. yeah. Pacquiao. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I like how he's, you know, been able to go to be in the ring, and then now he's in politics. He's going to win. He's going to win. Make like a it. difference. Yeah. Leadership. Yeah. All right. Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour. Stay woke. Steve Harvey Nation. We'll talk about voting registration and what's going on in Texas right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Here is some possible good news trending out of Texas. Former Democratic Senator Beto O'Rourke may run for governor. The Democratic Party believes that yes. Beto can can uh, <laughs> beat Republican Governor Greg Abbott. Beto served three terms in the U.S. House from an El Paso district before resigning to run for Senate back in 2018, and he lost that race narrowly, very narrowly, to Ted Cruz. Beto is expected to make the announcement later on this year. We also hear actor and Texas native Matthew McConaughey may run for governor, too. Many Texas voters are upset with Abbott uh, telling women what to do with their bodies. Oh, my God. With his anti-abortion bill, his prohibition against mass mandates, and restricting voting laws against minorities. The Texas governor's race is next year, 2022. But we want to prepare you now. Get ready now. Uh, for this election next year. The National Voter Registration Week of Action, September 27th, September 27th through October 3rd. So Texas let's get your friends yeah, for Texas. do this. Mm-hmm. Beto can win. Texas almost flipped it last time. Yeah. yeah Texas can do this. Mm-hmm. And the ultra-conservatives are deeply afraid of losing Texas. But this guy, Abbott, this anti-mask campaign, this anti-abortion, it's just crazy that we are allowing men to dictate to women what they should do with their body. I do not understand this, man. And some of the statements that they make about abortion are utterly ridiculous. Horrible. Greg Abbott is horrible. And, <laughs> and voters in Texas, like you said, Steve, we, we got to wake up. I mean, Harris County, which is Houston, was blue, the, the county, yeah. you know, and so they voted it's turning. for Biden it's Harris. So we got to get the rest of the state on board. Yeah. This man, Greg Abbott, and his leadership has failed Texas. It, it really failed has. miserably. And I'm going to yeah. tell you something else, too. We have to be really conscious of this party because their rhetoric is two-faced. They talk about morality, but they turn right around and do the most immoral things you've ever seen. Oh, you don't give a damn about people of color, but you want to call yourself a Christian. Oh, you don't give a damn about voting rights acts, but you're going to call yourself a Christian. Man, miss me with this mess right here. Y'all got all these policies to say this is the party we are. But I'm telling you, man, you're not a party of the people. No. And you're not even less now. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. the party of a Wait. few. Right. Mm-hmm. But right. they include everybody with this, with these, uh, these moral uh, hmm. principles that they say they saying on. But they don't mean nothing. Because let me tell you something. It's equally the s- same amount, if not more, Republicans get abortions than Democrats. See, they lying. Show me the stat that says Democrats or liberals get more abortions than conservatives. They kids is having babies, too, you don't know nothing about. Oh, you think them little kids ain't coming home talking about they pregnant and them parents is doing something about it? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Are you I kidding mean, political me? Political party. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This Absolutely. is ridiculous. 
And then the lies, the lies. Don't forget all the lies. Lots of lies. The big lie, the big one. (laughs) They won when they really didn't win. And just lying about it. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. And you got all of them on board with you in this lie. (sighs) We got to vote, y'all. Again. Got to vote. Yep. Again, National Voter Registration Week of Action is September 27th through October 3rd. Let's get your friends, your family, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, mamas, daddies, all of that, neighbors to register to vote and uh, check their voter registration status right now so you can be ready. Uh, Go to whenweallvote.org for more details. Whenweallvote.org for more details. Please come on. Yeah, next year. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. All right, coming up next, it is the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. And the subject is, I don't like company and he knows it. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. We'll get to the letter in just a bit. What you got for us, Ness? A 4-3 relationship. 4-3 yeah. relationship. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curious, right? Find out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Let's go. It'll be something stupid. <laughs> Not the heads up. <laughs> Come on, cat dog. Let's go. Four three relationship. Hello. Hello. I'm trying to reach Maurice. Yeah, this him. Hey, Maurice. My name. My name is Devin, man. How you doing this evening, brother? Oh man, I'm kind of sleepy, man. I'm working nice, bro. What's going on? Who, who, who is this again? This is Devin, man. I talked to your wife Keisha the other day. That's that's your wife, right? Yeah, that's my wife. Yeah, I, I talked to your wife. Is she in right now? No, she's not in. She at work, bro. Okay, okay. I, I apologize, man. I didn't mean to wake you up. You work at night or something? Yeah, I'm a crane operator at night, bro. Normal people don't call me until three o'clock. And you know what's this? What is it? What is a bill collector or something? No, 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 no. No, I talked to your wife, man. She's interested in um. This thing we got, man, called a 4-3 relationship. She told me she wanted me to call back and talk to her husband about it. And uh, she gave me the number to hit you up at the house, man, and l- let you know all about the 4-3 relationship, because she's real interested in it. A 4-3 relationship. And you say you talked to my wife about it? Yeah, I talked to Keisha a couple of days ago. She gave me the number. She said, call him back. He'll be at home at this time. You can hit him up and see if he likes it. She said, but she definitely likes it, man, and she wanted to see if you would be interested in a 4-3 relationship, too. You know, we want to get your approval on it before we went any further, but uh, your wife was very excited about it, man. She was uh, wanting to get started as soon as possible, and I wanted to see about contacting you and making sure that you agreed and approved on everything. But she definitely wanted to get your blessing, get your approval on it. Yeah, uh, I'll try to do anything to make her happy, though, but I got to get some more some information about this. What is that again? A, a three, four, four, three? No, no, it's a four, three. A four, three relationship is what it is. Okay, well, if it make her happy, you know, I'm willing to listen. Okay, well, listen, man, we probably going to get started right away. Uh, probably Monday. We'll get started on Monday. Uh, you'll go through Monday through Thursday, and then uh, and then I'll pick up, you know, Friday through Sunday, man, and we'll go ahead and get this thing started. I think after a month, you'll pretty much catch on to everything, you know? Is something going to be shipped to the house or... Uh, Pick, you say pick up. What you mean pick up? She, she, she hasn't mentioned any of this to you? No, nah, man, she ain't mentioned nothing this to me. Okay. All right. Well, what this is, man, a 4-3 relationship, uh, Maurice, is this. You know, you spend four days with Keisha, and she comes over to my place, and she spends the other three days with me. 
that's what a four three relationship. So see, this kind of frees you up, man, on anything you might want to do on those other three days, man, where she might be tying you down. You know, so four of them days, you know, you with her, but the other three days you kind of have some free time to yourself. But she'll be over at my place on the other three days. That's what a, that's what basically a four three relationship is. Pardon me. Say so, say what now? I say pardon me. You say she'll spend four days with me, three days with you. That's that's it, sir. That's the four three relationship right there, Maurice. You know, you're you're really gonna like this, man. Like I say, she was excited about it. Hold on. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious, man. Like I said, Keisha was excited hold about it. Hold on, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. I know wife ain't discussed you about relationships, spending four days with me, three days with me, man. So you talking about my wife, homeboy? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I know no, it's your no, wife, no, man. you hold up. What's your name again? My name's Devin. Devin. Say, bro, I don't play games, man. I don't know how. Got my number. What's what's I mean, Maurice? What's wrong? I mean, a lot of couples you, are doing. What mean, what's wrong? That's my wife. Who you think you're talking to? You ain't talking to no problem. Who you think you're talking to? Okay, well listen, man. A, a lot of couples are doing the four three, man. I like, would give a what other couples is doing, home, but my wife and me ain't interested in no four three relationship. I okay. can't be. I can't believe you want my up for this man. Are you serious? You calling me talking about? Oh, three relationship. And you know, I told you I work at night. Why do I? I didn't know you worked at night, man. Like I said, see, when I came over last week, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You came over well last week. I know you ain't finna say what I thank you for the say. You better not say it. You better not say it. Go ahead. Go ahead, finish. Go ahead. Go ahead, player. You been talking? Don't stop now. Go ahead. Uh, Maurice, hold up, dog. This, this gets no, no, hold up. You don't. I'm up, player. I'm up. Now, don't say it. Go ahead. I dare you. No, all, all I'm saying is, I came by there last came, week, man. You came by where? I, I came by your house. You come by my house. Okay, are you at 184 Trail? I've been here for the last 10 years. Oh, so you mean you bought your house? Okay, dog, no, because, because no, she no, said. No, okay, no, she no, said. I didn't call Keisha right now. Because this birds, man. First of all, you don't want stuff. Then you're going to tell me you've been in my house? Okay, player. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, uh, if y'all not interested in the four or three man, then I won't. I won't be wasting them no more. You're time. time. You really are. You waste time calling me with my little wife. Gonna tell you about she want a four three. And she never told me nothing about. Player, you got the wrong on home, boy. Ain't nothing wrong with my relationship. Okay, okay. So why would she tell me she interested in the four or three I man? I wouldn't give a what she told you. I know I take care of my bedroom. All right, four three. I wish she would leave. Three days. I wish she would. Anyway, I know you. How do you know us? I don't know you from man to I don't mind taking off work tonight to sell what's going on in my house with my train at night working all night. Now, I'm going to ask you again, how do you know us? Man, I know y'all through Tommy, man. Who is Tommy? Tommy who? Tommy, man. Maurice, nephew Tommy. <laughs> This, this, this is nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, dog. Your wife Keisha got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> man, you you're talking about the Steve Harvey Show? <laughs> yeah, man. Your nephew Tommy, the little bald head <laughs> next to Steve, man. I know y'all ain't with me, man. I know y'all not with me today. Man, if Steve sat next to you, tell no, him. No, no. Why you? Why Steve need to be over here? So he can slap the ball out your ball.
Hey, you little bald head. Well, you ain't got nothing else to do but people, man. Slow down. They should know I got to go to work to the city. She told me you got to go to work. You work at night, man. All right, all right, Maurice. I'm gonna let you go back to sleep, man. But one more thing, dog. Tell me this, man. What is the <laughs> what's yeah, the baddest? Baby. And I mean the baddest. Hey, this real cute to you, ain't it? You got jokes, huh? I wish I was there. I wish I was there. You, you. <laughs> hey, man. What's the baddest radio show in the land, man? <laughs> the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, oh, wait, you play too much. That four three, baby. That four three relationship, so man. That's Everybody what it want is. that. <laughs> Took a minute for him to catch on to what it was. Uh, yeah. But once he understood, oh, wait, 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 wait. Tommy, you said, when I came by that, hold on, hold on, man. When you came by where? Where? Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. You better not say what I think you were. Say it. Say it. I swear to God. Say it. Say it. I promise you. I know you ain't woke my fat ass up behind this hill right now. I know this is not why I'm up. <laughs> oh, man. Like when you uh, broke it down, that, that thing gives you time, whole three, you can free up. You, yeah. know, you got time what? for yourself, man. You know, time for yourself, man. Do some things that you've been wanting to do, you know. But I still Keisha up on Thursday, you know. Keisha. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. That's what stupid. That's what stupid look like right there. That's that's what. That's brilliantly stupid. And I know those two don't go together. Brilliantly stupid. That's what it looks like, people. See, okay? that's stupid right there. When you say you know they don't go together, but you put them together, that's stupid. No, it's brilliantly stupid. Geniusly stupid, like that. You know. You don't? Okay. Okay. Hey, listen. Brilliance and stupid will be at the improv in West Palm. It's brill. I'm brilliant and I'm stupid. Get it all. These combinations are break. Okay. We got to go. Thank you, nephew. I to respect my stupidity. Coming up at the top of the hour, I don't like the company, and he knows it. That is the subject of the strawberry letter. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now, guys, for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter. <laughs> Hear that? Live on the air. You never know. It could be yours. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, I don't like company, and he knows it. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married for seven years to a man that is wonderful in every way except one. He doesn't respect my time or my privacy. I knew him for many years prior to dating him, and we would meet as friends for dinner and drinks when he was in between relationships. Uh, he went from relationship to relationship before we started dating because he is the type of man that does not ever want to be alone. He would always say he was out of my league, but he grew on me over time and asked me if he wanted to, um, if we could start dating. Since then, he hasn't wanted me out of his sight. It was cute at first, but then he got his family all in the mix. They are very clingy and there's a lot of them. Before we got married, I had to go to cookouts, birthdays, weddings, and church with them. I don't see my own family as much as I see his. My husband doesn't understand that I need to have people 
around me all of the time. My husband under my husband doesn't I understand don't. that I don't, I don't need to have people all around me all the time. He's a professional chef and partner in a new restaurant, so he works long hours. I look forward to the peace and quiet of our home when he's working, but he seems to think he's depriving me of quality time, and I'm bored or lonely. He'll have his sisters or his mom stop by unannounced, and they sit and chat for hours. I've had to literally put on my pajamas like I'm going to bed so they'll leave. Recently, his youngest brother asked to stay with us uh, for the semester since we live close to the college. My husband told him he's welcome to stay without asking me first. He knows I do not want to be bothered 98% of the time. So why does he keep trying to push his family off on me? I definitely don't hate them, but I would love to set boundaries. How do I get my husband hmm, to understand? All right. Well, I think it's a little late for that because you've been letting this happen for seven years now. And it started before you guys were married. You said you went to birthday celebrations, barbecues, weddings, all of that, all sorts of family gatherings. How are they supposed to know you don't like company? You're all you're always around them. Uh, your husband is the one inviting them, though. He's very sociable, isn't he? Very sociable. Uh, doesn't he know that it's crazy for them to drop by unannounced? But um, they think you're home because, and they know you're home because your husband tells them. So you can't hide in the room or anything and act like you're not there. Your husband already told him you're up in there. So instead of sitting around being mad, being stressed out, you got to let your husband know that you enjoy your solitude. You got to be serious about this. Tell him you like having your me time. You know, things have changed. You know, you work and all of that. And you got to be serious with him. It is very disrespectful for him to invite his brother to live with you without asking you. Come on now. He can't do that. You got to sit him down and have a serious conversation with him. He's obviously very protective of you. That I guess that's why he wants people around you all the time. But I'm sure you can make him understand. So, again, I think you got to tell him in no uncertain terms. Steve? Well, you know, I uh, always take the letters from the top all the way down. Um, Shirley has a different approach. So Shirley said that it's too late in this letter. And the reason she said it was because you knew all of this before you married him. But you married him anyway. But... With that said, it's not too late, and I have some solutions. You've been married seven years. It's a very wonderful man in every way except one. He doesn't respect your time or privacy. I would like to tell you something. He doesn't know that he's disrespecting your time and privacy. He just doesn't flat out know it. I knew him for many years prior to dating him, and we would meet his friends for dinner and drinks when he was in between relationships. He went from relationship to relationship before y'all started dating because he's the type of man that don't ever like to be alone. And let me point this out. You knew that. He would always say that he was out of my league, but he grew on me over time. Now, for those of you listening to what he says when he says he out of her league, that means she was out of his league. That's what that really means, that she was a little bit too much polish and sec and greatness for for you know for him. That's what that really means. 
But over time, he grew on me, and I, I asked him if um, he wanted to start dating. Well, since then, he hasn't wanted me out of his sight. It was cute at first, but he got his family in the mix. They very clingy, clingy, and it's a lot of them. See, that's kind of like roaches. You know, when, when, you get, when you get a big family, and it's a lot of them, and they clingy, that's roaches. That's what that's like. And the reason I don't mean it in a negative sense, but that's just they roaches. Let's look at the, 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 and you'll see why you can understand. Roaches is always a lot of them. If you see one, you better get to spraying, because he ain't ever by himself. Another quality about roaches, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I'm just letting him know. And they clingy. They're on the walls. They're on the back of the refrigerator. They're on the floor. They're in the base cabinet. They're under the sink. You've married into a family of roaches. And when we come back, I will offer you some type of solution. Great. All right. Coming up, uh, uh, Steve's response, his part two, uh, at 23 minutes after the hour. The subject is, I don't like company, and he knows it. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, I don't like company, and he knows it. Well, you've been married for seven years to this wonderful man in every way except you say he don't respect your privacy. But I don't think he realizes what he's doing, ma'am, and I'll point this to you in the letter. Uh, you knew him for years before, and he was always in and out of relationships uh, because he's the type of man that never wants to be alone. Uh, he told you he knew that you was out of his league, but then you asked him if he wanted to start dating because you ain't had nobody. And then he said yes, and then y'all got together, and he didn't want you out of his sight. And at first it was cute, but now it didn't got on your damn nerves. Think of it. So now he done got his family all up in the mix, which means that they're very clingy, and there's a lot of them. I equated this before the break that you have now married into a family of roaches. Because roaches, and the reason I mean this not in like, ew, bugs, but I mean just they is always more than one of them. They everywhere, and they all over the damn place. And before you got married, you had to go to cookouts, birthdays, weddings, and church with them. You know, I don't see my own family as much as I see his. Yeah, but you're mad in the his, though. And remember, this is the Roach family. Last name Roaches, Earl Roaches, Walter Roaches, Charlene Roaches, Geraldine Roaches, Roaches, Sheila Roaches, uh, Keisha Roaches. It's just a lot of them. And so anyway, my, my husband doesn't understand that I don't need to have people around me all the time. See, he's a professional chef and a partner in a new restaurant. Now, that's a lot of hours. So he works a lot. And, and you look forward to the peace and quiet in our home when he's working. But he thinks he's depriving you of quality time and you bored and lonely. So he's seeing his sisters or his mother to stop by unannounced and they sit and chat for hours. This got to stop. And a couple of ways you need to do this. First of all, you need to stop answering the damn door. <laughs> she can't. Yeah, you can. I used to do it all the time. Bill collectors, 
and witnesses. They knew <laughs> when you came to my house, it's finna be a little, it's gonna be a little tricky grinning. <laughs> I had a screen door on my house when I first got married. Crazy. And the door would be open and the screen door would be locked. If you came up there on a Saturday morning, rang that doorbell, we wasn't home. <laughs> I walk out the kitchen and look right at the screen door. They look right at me, and I turn around and go sit back down. Because I'm not finna hear this. I'm not finna buy one. You can quit asking me, do I want one? You can get off my porch. I'm solid. So I'm already not going down to the church. I'm sure finna not go down to the hall. Y'all can get off my porch. Okay. You're going to have to stop answering your damn door. I don't care if your car is in the driveway. You didn't hear it. You were asleep. I don't give a damn if they look in the window and see you looking at TV. Keep eating your popcorn when they knock on the window. Don't turn. You know it's them. Man, why not? Better to be rude to them than to have them sitting up there chatting for hours and rude to you. You done put, you done literally had to put on your pajamas like you going to bed so they'll leave. They still don't leave. <laughs> so why not save yourself the trouble of going through all that while they knocking on the door, looking in the window, go in your room and get your pajamas and come back and put your pajamas on in the living room. And then turn the TV off and go get in the bed. They got to go home. I cannot. All this in front of their face. His youngest brother asked to stay with us for the semester since we live close to the college. My husband told him he welcome to stay without asking me. He knows I don't want to be bothered 98% of the time. So why does he keep trying to push his family off on me? He, he don't know how to say no. And he don't like being alone. So now you his wife and he thinking you cool with it. The little boy can't stay here. Cause it's close to the college. Ass better get up on that bus. Uber. They got all types of stuff out now. Uber. Bus. Dormitory. They got a lot of things out there now that you can get. You can get real close to the college, you get in that damn dorm. Sure. You own it. You Boy, own your ass could be right there. But we're going to try all that because you're not staying in here. And you need to tell him. You want to walk around your house like you want to, and this little boy, this, his brother, is going to inhibit that. And you should never feel uncomfortable in your own house. So why does he keep trying to push his family off on me? Because he think you lonely, and you don't like being at the house. And you're going to have to prove him that you enjoy the loneliness. And just to help him understand better, since he don't like being alone, if you don't stop pushing your family on me and don't allow me some me time, I'm going to get me some me time. Because you already know I'm out your league. And you know this. <laughs> Sounds like a threat. A damn threat. <laughs> I definitely don't hate them, but I would love to set boundaries. How can I get my husband to understand just like I said you. Start by making they ass knock till they drop. Okay. We gotta run, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at knock, Steve Harvey FM drop. on Instagram. Let them in the porch and roll. <laughs> Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after. Sports Talk with Junior right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. Junior is here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? 
All right, first of all, let me just say congratulations again, Uncle Steve and the Cleveland Browns for beating the Houston Texans. Uncle, congratulations uh, on a, on a well played game. Congratulating well, him. man, they, they won. You already they did won. Well, what yeah, they're no. trying to do, Tommy, is trying to soften the blow of what I may say. Yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to get out in Stop front it. of it. You need to learn that technique. You about what you finna say. What can you say? We lost. What else can you say I didn't say nothing. Nah, we just just got in front of it. But also, in other sports news, uh, man, where is Cam gonna play at, man? You, do you know it's only week two and five starting quarterbacks are out already? I know somebody he can play somewhere definitely. Okay, let's go down the list. Carson Wentz for the Colts, he out ankle probably two to four weeks. You can Cam. really use Cam Newton. Yep. They can use Cam. Mm. Tyrod Taylor, the Texas. Lord knows we can use Cam right now. Lord. Did you see our backup quarterback? The first play he the first play he did on Sunday, he tried to hand off to a running back that wasn't there. So I don't know. We got a problem. Do we have we a playbook can, at all? Do we, have we should send him one. We really can use him. Uh, I can't even say this boy named down in Miami. Tua Tiger Lavoie. Tua yeah, yeah. out. That's all. Yeah. He out with Blue's rib. He out about two to four weeks. They could use Cam. Andy Dalton for Chicago. He out. They not going to use him because Justin Fields brought them back to, to get the victory on Sunday. Uh, he's out with a knee injury. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick from Washington football team, he is out. He has hip. He's probably out six to eight weeks. And his well, old really coach, they can really use him because his old coach is Ron Rivera when he was at the Carolina Panthers. They yeah. should bring him in. So we need Cam to land somewhere. Best fit, though, I probably think would be Miami. I think Miami, Miami. got a shot making play. Miami? Yeah, I think he could really well, make that, and his, his And his dress code goes well with Miami. He can be wild like that, you know, with the kind of the hats and the South Beach style. All the, yeah. all, the, uh, the, yeah. all the colors and everything. All the colors, him. yeah. He, he fit in right there. Yeah, Miami would be a good fit for him, man. And so, you know, also, you know, they're going to probably start the, tr- the talks back up to get Deshaun Watson. Miami might be going back after Deshaun Watson. And this is what we want for Do Deshaun Watson. Do they have Watson. a masseuse for him? I mm-hmm. mean, because we mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you might want to work See? that in the contract. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, they want. Save yourself some. <laughs> I mean, save, save yourself, yourself a that. headache. Yeah, all that trouble. Let's just get it in the contract. I'm, I'm, I, I, I need We're these masseuses. Like I know, Deshaun. man. Deshaun, man, look, man, we just going to see we have it in court, man. That's all I'm saying. But they want six I players. I hate that he made the mistake. You know? Uh, I, I hate that he made the mistake. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's for, it's for they're saying sexual assault. Um, it's, a, a, it's, it's a lot that, that that can be wrapped into that. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, I wish it never had yeah. happened, man. True. So. All right. Um, Let's see what happens. So. Thank you, Junior. Thank you, Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour, uh, is your partner your best friend? We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here's a question for you guys. Is your partner your best friend? Hmm. Were you friends before you came romantic? Oh, yeah. You know, it seems despite the popularity of dating apps, most relationships start the old-fashioned way. That's right. Most of them do with people who are friends first. In fact, researchers have found that 66, 66% of people were platonic friends with their partner before starting a romantic relationship. So, Steve, I got to go to you. Do you believe there are benefits to being friends with someone before you date them? I mean, it is. 
it's not necessary. Right. Mm-hmm. But it but it, it is, but it's Yikes. not necessary. And a lot of relationships start the other way first. They get physical before they're good friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and about- uh, um I'm like right now I'm married to my best friend because I ain't got none. <laughs> you ain't got so, none what? I ain't got, no, got no real friends. friends, no. You know, I ain't I ain't I don't really have no dudes I share everything with. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I just don't. Uh-huh. I've grown out of that space. I, I wanna ask mm-hmm. you this because this yes. always puzzled me. What about people who are friends? They're really, really good friends. We have a lot of strawberry letters about this. They're really good friends, and then they try to be romantic, and it doesn't work out. And the friendship gets all weird after that. Well, look, 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 look. I said a hundred times. I'm not going to stop saying it. If a man is attracted to you, it's hard for him to stay your friend. Mm -hmm. Right. You say that Mm -hmm. all the time. I I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, don't, and, and I don't know why we keep debating this thing. If a man is attracted to you, Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard for him to stay your friend. It's really hard. Okay. So let's just notice, if you know that you're attractive to this guy mm-hmm. uh-huh. and y'all just friends, it's uh-huh. just un- until he see a crack in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A physical okay. friend. Though. And, and he's going to be a physical friend. What? Here comes a physical friend. friend. Like a friend a with benefits. Friend. What are you talking about? You we're like gonna a... be physical, but we're gonna be friends. You know what I'm saying? So that's physical. not a physical friend. That's a, uh, <laughs> some kind of relationship. That, that's a friend point. with yeah. benefit type situation. That's a sexual relationship. relationship. Yeah, you can call it what you want to call yeah. it. It's yeah, a what? sexual relationship, and eventually feelings on one one of the parts is gonna get involved. Usually and the woman. Exactly. Usually the woman. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Mm, that's what I'm. You in love now? Oh man! Ain't nobody sign up for love. It's supposed to be just a nice physical friendship. Says the host of Ready to Love. They're <laughs> <laughs> two different people, Junior. Where to go, Junior? There's Radio <laughs> Tommy and TV Tommy. <laughs> I don't know when he's gonna learn. Yes, though. I got you. I got you. Separate the two. <laughs> you ain't all the way crazy, Tommy. <laughs> far from it. So, Steve, it is still your contention that men and women, it's hard for them to be friends without being physical. That is that what you're saying? If the man is attracted to you, mm-hmm. I'm t- I've never seen a, what? How? What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just so show me. That's that. So then the question is, what we just brought up, Shirley, with the with the segment is, to be friends. Can you first? Yeah, and then date. And you're saying that. If you are friends and that man is attracted, is attracted. to the woman, that's what Steve said. See, you see what we're trying to say? If you're going to be friends first and then you're going to date, how does that work if you say men and women can't be friends? If a man is attracted to you, mm-hmm. eventually when there's a crack in the door, he's going to know if he can put his foot in the door. Gotcha. And be more than friends uh, right. with you. Yes. Be more these, than friends. These relationships that turn start out that way mm-hmm. can turn out and blossom into wonderful and beautiful relationships. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Then sometimes and that's weird. a great way for it to start because you started as friends. It's a great thing to happen. Now, here's the sad part. If Wait, a man ain't hold attracted it. to you, y'all Okay, we gotta go, Steve. Hold on. We gotta go. 
All right, we'll be back uh, with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're back. Steve, let's try to clear this up once and for all if we can, because there's so much debate about this. Can men and women be friends? And once they cross that physical line, can they still be friends? Because sometimes that gets weird. So so let, let's try to clear this up, because it is a debate, ongoing debate between men and women all the time. You say what? <sighs> Man, did you are you exhausted? Oh, these, we've exacerbated these people be arguing with me, and every yeah, time they do, it come I out know. this way, I be telling them. You say the same. You say it. Men and women can be friends only if the man does not find the woman attractive or is not attracted to her for whatever the reason. If a man finds you attractive and is attracted to you and is your friend, I want you to understand that the moment there is a crack in the door, a chink in the armor, and he see a way he can fit in and be more than your friend, he will do that. Absolutely, he will. Unequivocally. Now, can you start a friendship that way and it blossom into a relationship? Yes. And you know why it'll blossom into a relationship? Because he's been attracted to you the whole time. From the beginning. Period. Now, here's the sad part that you don't want to hear. If the man is not attracted to you or finds you unattractive, you can be his friend. Okay. All right. right. Uh, (laughs) We'll be debating this for centuries to come. All right, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it's time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one is from Jewel in Macon, Georgia. Jewel writes, I'm in my mid-50s, and I'm dating a guy that is my age. He's a hardworking, professional man, but I have a big issue with his grooming. We've been together one month, and on a few occasions, I've seen him bite his nails and spit them across the room. I asked if he needed a nail clipper, and he told me he has one that he only uses for his toenails. Well, that couldn't be true because his toenails are long as heck. Uh, Dating after divorce is so hard, and I compare uh, men to my well-groomed ex. Am I being overly critical? Well, let's look at this. Your well-groomed ex didn't want you no more. See, you have to realize, whose ever fault the divorce was, at one point in time, everybody got signed the paper. So there's a particular moment where neither, either one of you want each other. So now you keep comparing yourself to somebody that don't want you. Now, here's the problem with dating. Everybody's going to be different than somebody else. Everybody. He has a habit of biting his nails. Ew. And his toenails is long. We got to do something about that, though. We got to do something. Now, you can work on that. He ain't had nobody working on it. Just say, hey, look, it really disgusts me when you bite your nails and spit them across the room. And it really yes. disgusts me that you got claws on your feet. Yes. Now, I'm going to help you because yeah. obviously no one else has taken the time to love you that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because you're professional and, and, and make a lot of money and you're doing real well in life, anybody saying nothing. But I'm going to help you. Can I help you? Yeah. Most men will accept the help. Before you okay. cut me with this. 
but yeah. but but first of all, compliment him on what he is before okay. you take him down with what he ain't. Okay. You got nice knees, nice That's shoulders. All. Girl, I nice love you. You are special. You're something else. You really do. Ooh, you make money. Some. Give okay. him something to fight. You had him into it. Ease something, him in. yeah. Then he go to get that pedicure. Yeah, but you got two things. I would want. I would wonder if you would just consider for me. Yeah. That's good. Spitting your nails across the room. Because I don't want nobody talking about my man because he got a habit of chewing his nails and spitting across the room. Amazing. And it's going to be hard for him to stop because you can't get your foot in your mouth no more. Amazing. Last time you had your foot in your mouth, you was a baby Tommy. <laughs> you was four. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up, it is our last break of the day. And also at 49 minutes after the hour, we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Here we are. Our last break of the day on this Tuesday. It's been a good day. Um, and Steve, this is World Gratitude Day. World Gratitude. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I've yeah, never it heard is. of that. Yeah. Uh, um, I've never heard. Did they just start this? Well, yes. I don't know. I haven't heard world of it. I've never heard of World Gratitude Day, and I've been alive for a lot of days. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, man, that's a good thing. You know what? It but it's also a, a reminder and you know what? Because I think one of the most uh, under-promoted principles of success, because, you know, look, you go to a lot of uh, success seminars and things like that, and you go to a lot of places, you know, people spend money to learn how to get into real estate with no money down. People find ways to buy these different training programs to better yourself or increase your lifestyle. People do all types of things. I mean, I, I ain't mad at you. I don't blame you at all because, you know, I got into Amway because they said, you know, you could become a millionaire basically selling soap, but it was a bit more than that when I got into it. But I learned more about the principles of success from Amway than I did from anything else. And Amway should contact me one day because I would be a great speaker at Amway because I was involved in it for almost three, four years. Mm. Just a suggestion, Look. putting that out into the universe. That's how it happens for me, though. I put it out there. And um, in all of my training and all of my learning about success, like I said, one of the most under-promoted principles of success is the principle of gratitude. See, gratitude, man, it's, 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 it's a way of putting into the universe, and I'll start by saying that, or if you're spiritual enough, it's a way of saying to your Heavenly Father, thank you for these many blessings that I often take for granted. You know, the simple act of waking up every morning, do you understand that you do not have the ability to wake yourself up in the morning? I'm sorry you don't. You can set your alarm clock, but a lot of people don't answer the bell. When your alarm goes off, God shakes you, wakes you up, and allows you to hear the alarm. To say thank you for that alone is a very simple thing to do. But how many times do we forget? How many times in the 
do we forget that? How often do we forget that breathing is not a given? You can ask people who have asthma. They will tell you in a heartbeat the significance and the importance of breathing, man, because they from time to time can lose, get shortness of breath. And it's a frightening thing, man. I've had two children with asthma. I used to suffer from bronchial asthma. It's, 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 it's a crippling thing. So those people are grateful for things as simple as breathing. People take walking for granted. But talk to somebody who can't or wish they could. And I'm telling you, when you are thankful, when you offer up your gratitude to God, what he does is it causes him to go ahead and allow you to have more things to be grateful for. I am telling you, man, it is the lack of gratitude that stops most people from getting to the next level. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a job that you really don't care for. Let's just use this as an example. And you have to get up and you have to go to that job every day. Now, in, and what you're doing is you complain about the job. Man, I can't stand working. I'm so sick of this job. Jobs get on my nerve. This job makes me sick. Well, now guess what? Let me ask you a simple question. Why would God give you another job that you might complain about too? So guess what? Let's just leave you where you are and just let you just be right here. Because if I give you another job, you ain't going to be grateful for that one either. But listen, even though you don't like the job, you don't have a good enough sense to be grateful that you're working. You don't think it would be a smart move to say, hey, God, listen, I'm not where I want to be, but I sure appreciate where I am. Thank you for this opportunity to pay my rent, to make my house notes, to pay my bills. I'm grateful for that. Now, Heavenly Father, I wish I had a job I like. I would love for you to send a job that I love my way. But I am also grateful for the fact that I'm working. I'm telling you, you'll get a new job. But if you never thank him for the one you have, and you show a lack of gratitude for what that job, you may not like the job, but let's just think about what it does. Though. It does keep a roof over your head. It does keep you moving. It does keep the basics covered and you're eating every day. But you're not grateful for that because you're so busy complaining about it that you never thank him for it. And you, in turn, prohibit more blessings from coming your way. I'm telling y'all, this is how it works. If a person came by your house to borrow a cup of sugar every day and took the sugar and never said thank you, how many days could he come back to your house and ask you for sugar without you saying, hold on, man. You come by here every day, get a cup of sugar. You ain't, you ain't going to say thank you now time. I tell you what, don't come, but this your last cup of sugar. Now, that's what people do to you. Suppose God did that to you. Ooh. Do you imagine the trouble you would be in? So on what they are calling National Gratitude Day, don't wait on the government to give you National Gratitude Day. You better wake up with it every day. Thank God for everything he's done for you. Now, that don't stop you from asking him for more, but at least it sends the message to him that you're grateful for what he's done for you, and that will cause him to do more things for you to be grateful for. It's a simple principle that's oftentimes overlooked. Stop overlooking gratitude. Be grateful and watch God open up the windows of heaven to pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. Steve Harvey is a living witness to that, y'all. Let the church say amen. Amen. Have a great day, y'all.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 